Jesus solving people's problem there were some he directly had to intervene sometimes because they are helpless even to believe like the man at the gatherer he was helpless demons have taken control over him there was no way he could come to Christ and say Christ help me but the presence of Jesus overpowered the presence of the devil and Jesus when they rescued him there are some he also met especially the man that was lying by the pool he has to help him that do you want to be healed and the man faith was different he had his faith in men and not in God he said I have no man I have no man to take me. He didn't say, I have no God to heal me. Some of us or many of the believers we go to church looking to man. I have no man. But any time you go to church, the first thing is that what you say that I have no God, that's okay. If you have God, then the problem will be solved. But if you are looking onto man, then the problem will be there. He was with the problem for so many years because he was looking to the solution from man. So I have no man. So for 30 something years, no man. Man cannot help you and his help will depend upon whether what he wants to do is available. So Jesus has to approach him to change the way he thinks. He said, and that's one category of church members. I have no man. I hope you are not one of them. Then Jesus helped him. And he didn't enter into debate with him. He said, rise up. Take up your bed and walk. The answer was in you. You had the strength if you had the faith. You could have walked 38 years ago, <laughs> but because you were dependent on man. You could have been that great person some years back, but you were dependent on men, on government, on other people. And they keep on disappointing you, disappointing you, disappointing you. And you yourself, you stand as a disappointed person. Now I want you to shift your eyes 
from man to God. The solution was Christ and his God and not man lifting you, but God healing you. Your solution is not man coming to help you with money, with capital, but God blessing you and blessing the works of your hands. It doesn't matter how much money that comes into your hands. When God does not come in, the way it comes, that's the way it goes. But when God is in it, the little you have can be multiplied like the bread which he took and broke and fed 5,000. We have a God. So today, Jesus is coming into your life that now shift your attention from man, from your situation, from your problem, and look to Christ. He will come and help you. The second category of people That's the first. The first is Jesus will have to come to you and shake your faith <laughs> and take over the situation. The second category of people are the one that even if they don't feel Jesus in a senses, they will touch. They will create faith to bring him. The woman with an issue of blood. It wasn't Jesus who went to her. In fact, Jesus was going on a mission. Someone came and invited him. And he was going to heal somebody's daughter. The woman was not in the equation. He wasn't part of the program. She only heard that Jesus was passing. She decided, I want to draw. I want to draw from this man. I think, let me read that scripture, Matthew 15, from verse 21 to 28. Then Jesus went out from there and departed to the region of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a woman of Canaan came from that region and cried out to him, saying, Have mercy on me. O Lord, son of David, my daughter is severely demon-possessed. This is a woman who came to Jesus and said, the daughter is severely uh, processed. Okay, continue. Uh, continue. This is another woman who came to Jesus. But he answered to her, not a word. How many of you, if you went to Jesus and or you came to a pastor and with 
your problem, crying, and everybody, the, all the world knows that you have this problem. They expect Jesus to cry with the woman. But Jesus would look into the face. Oh, let, let's, let me read. And he answered and said to her, his disciple, and urged him, saying, send her away for but he answered not a word. And Jesus didn't say anything. So the disciples picked a wrong signal. They thought the silence of Jesus means that this woman is a nuisance. So, do you know what they said? <laughs> they urged him saying, send her what? Say, send her away. For she cries out after us. You know, sometimes some people in church seem to be nuisance to you. You wish pastor sacked that person from the church. You think the person is just a disgrace to the church. That is, look, this woman is creating, she's just disturbing everybody. Take her away. Send her away. Jesus, don't just keep silent. <laughs> Take that woman and cast her out from the church. Some people, the church think that some people in churches should be thrown out. But they are nuisance to that body. <laughs> Sometimes when somebody is in a problem and you are not in that problem, you don't understand. People don't do things because they want to do certain things. Sometimes, excuse me to say, I am not condoning with sin. Some people will keep on sinning and sometimes you feel like, ah, this guy cry why every day who help you go and fall into sin again. You don't understand. Maybe that person is struggling, praying, crying, but the flesh is weak even though the spirit is willing. Sometimes the background of the person has created a habit in his life, which you did, if you had gone through the same thing, your habit would have been greater. Everybody's quiet. This woman was in trouble. She cried. They said, send her away, for she cries out after us. I believe that anybody that comes to church no matter his condition, the church is like a hospital. You don't send the sick away. You keep them to help them so that they will be healed. And we have different grades of diseases. Some may be on a terminal disease, but you don't still throw the person away. The church should be a place of comfort. A place 
that when the world rejects you, you will have a home to stay and people to love you. But the disciples say, send her away. But Jesus, look at what Jesus said. But he answered and said, I was not sent except the lordship of the house of Israel. It means that, continue, then she came and did what? Oh, I love it. She came and did what? She came and did what? And worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. This is supposed to be an unbeliever because Israel used to be like a church, the church in the wilderness. And somebody outside had come trying to seek help from a rabbi in the mind of the Israel, a teacher. Someone is head, he's doing miracle. And the person says that, I have not been sent to you. Truly, our first calling as a pastor is to my church, not outsiders. But it doesn't mean that outsiders should be what? Should be sacked. The first calling of anybody who is called into the five ministry is first to the body of Christ. Then second to the world. But unfortunately, we spend time on the body of Christ. When the world comes, we want to throw them away. But Jesus said, I have not been sent to you. But he answered and said, I was not sent to the lost ship. I was not sent to the lost ship of the house of Israel. Oh, let me read it. I think I read it wrongly. Then she but he answered and said, I was not sent except to the lost ship of the house of Israel. Then she came and did what? She then brought herself into a place of miracle. Jesus told her, I didn't come for anybody. I was sent to the house of Israel. He said the purpose of Israel is to worship God. So anytime anyone who worship God in spirit and in truth become a true Israelite. She then moved herself from the people that she wasn't and said now I am going to worship you because that is what you want. Your desire is not people who go to some place and worship, but people who worship you in spirit and in truth. She transferred. If it were you, what will you be? You become angry. You said, this man has insulted me. You begin to say, there is, how do we call it? Discrimination. 
Jesus is discriminating in the church. This is not a matter to debate. She has a problem. She wants her problem to be solved. Not legal things. He said, look, nobody should fight my fight for me. Me, I want healing. <laughs> she bowed down and put herself in a place of worship. And any time you put yourself in a place of worship, you invite God into your situation. He said, Jesus, whether you came for outside or not, I'm putting myself in a place where God will come. And when you come, you cannot neglect me. She bowed down and did what? And worshiped him, saying, Lord, help me. But he answered and said, It is not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs. This should break a worshiper's back. Because the Jew see other, all other Gentiles as a <laughs> nickname for them dogs. So he called them and sometimes even he just desired some tribe, see some tribe as less uh, uh, listen, so when you are one and you enter into it in those days, you can't even mention your tribe. Sometimes when somebody didn't want to marry somebody from another tribe, not because the person don't have character, but just because he came out of a certain tribe. The parent was stunned, the family was stifled, no, not this house. Not only you. I remember when I was going to marry, I told After everything, I told my mother, uh, uh, my mother and told my uncle that I'm going to marry. The first thing they asked me, what tribe? As if I am going to marry a tribe. I'm going to marry a person, not a tribe. And I said, oh, the person is a gun. And one of my uncle, he said, can you fight say yes. Christians are soldiers. We are made to fight. <laughs> so I'm going to marry another soldier. <laughs> and she will understand me. I'm one of my uncles said, ah, if you marry a girl, I am not part. Me wua. Me ma me yase. I said thank you. If I come there, it's my money that I will lose. If you don't want me to come when you are dead, it's okay. But once you are alive and I come and I can talk with you, that's okay. after you are deaf, the body is nothing. Why should I be chasing dead bodies?
Jesus called her a dog. Some of us respect people because of who or who gave birth to them or what name they carry or what tribe they come from. But you should respect people because of their new birth with Christ. I respect you first because you are a child and you were created in the image of God and the philosophy of ICGC. How many of you know it? What is it? Tests. I'm doing examination. What is the philosophy of ICGC? Hey. What? Human dignity. Whatever we do, the thinking behind it, you should have respect for every human being. If you are sharing something, you don't share to demean the person or you don't give the poor to demean the person, but to respect him. Why human dignity? Because every human being, whether rich, poor, white, black, brown, green, yellow, or any color, is created in the image of God. You may ask me, what is the color of God? All of us. God is black when he is with black men. He's white when he's a white man. He's a frafra when he's among the frafres. He's a gang when he's among the gang in Bukum. Wherever God is, that is where he is. He's a fountain when he goes, he goes to Kepus. And everywhere when he goes to Vol- uh, 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 Ho. So don't think that God is somebody that's different. The woman cried. And I thank God there was an answer. Lord, yet even a little dog eat the crumbs which fall from their master's table. This is. She said, look all what he said. You call me a dog. Yes, I accept. But dogs would eat. Nkramai avun to eat it. So, when it falls, I think their dogs used to be like Ghanaian dogs. The white man dog, they have a bowl, they put food inside and they eat. But our dogs... They know they 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 build their immune system so much that germs have nothing to do with our dogs. Put it on the ground, 
the bone there, it will finish it. So I think that is what they used to do. They saw, when they fall, that's what they eat. Okay, they also fall, eat what is on the floor, yes. Then look at what. Then Jesus answered and said to her, Oh woman, this old woman, tell somebody, oh woman, tell the woman that, oh woman, this is not a bad exclamation. <laughs> Most of the time when you hear, oh woman, that's a but this one, this old woman is a good sign. Say, great is what? Your faith. Let it be to you as you desire. And the daughter was healed from that very hour. You can believe for your daughter. Most some people are talking to you, this one, there's a woman here. This is, oh, when everybody say, oh, woman, add this one. Great faith. A faith that will not give up. A faith that is not offended. Some people, when they are coming to church, they get offended. Even when they ask you to wash your hand for your own sake and for the sake of others, you get offended. When they ask you to sit on a certain seat, which you think, I am not used to this place, you get offended. Tell somebody, never get offended in church. Tell somebody. Those who get offended don't get their miracle. Anytime you get offended, all the anointing will pass over you. No matter how you sing. Throw everything. Focus on Christ. Focus on God. Don't focus on the people around you. What others will do to you. Because we are coming here with imperfect people. And they will hurt you. Don't look at those heads. Look at Christ. Next week, I'll continue with another woman. This is a woman who went and drew from Christ healing for her daughter, her child. The man, Jesus had to pump him to have faith because he was analyzing things. Somebody have to carry me. For somebody to carry me, I don't need somebody like prophet or not. He's not thick and tall. He doesn't have broad shoulders. He can carry me. If he tried to lift me, two of us will fall down and he will break my back more. So he sees me, smallish man walking, he won't ask for help. And say, I have no, I want us to look to Christ. Tell somebody, look to Christ. Look to Christ. So today I'm giving you this to go home with. If your word is, I have no one to help me.
Now stop saying that. Eh? If you are like me, by this time you should have realized that men know how to promise. How many of you have received promises before? You go to it, oh, don't worry. Come next week, I'll get you this. And you call and call, and his phone is what? Off. Don't trust a man. Put your trust in God, then God will touch man, and the man himself will run with the thing to your place. God bless you. We have come with all